0: now, good morning.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Doing fine. We've had farmers from all over the country, and usually when they come on Farm and Country Radio, they're from really rural parts of the country. Your farm's a little different.
1: Yep, that is, that's true. Our farm is right smack dab in the middle of a suburban neighborhood. Some people are so urban that they're actually in the city, but uh, and they're you know farming or doing little gardening on the balcony. But we're we're a little bit further away from the city, but we're still in the suburban neighborhood. We got neighbors that peek over our fence and wonder what the heck we're doing.
0: How big of a farm would you call it?
1: We've got uh, just under an acre, so I mean it's a, it's a good sized ranch home. When we saw this place, we were like, we could probably do some pretty good farming stuff here and get away with it and so that's what we did you know we jumped right in and started doing all the all the crazy things like chickens and goats and sheep and you know gardening and all the crazy things we do here
0: when you say jump right into it do you have any ag background to go along with it or is this something you really just kind of did without any experience at all
1: yeah you know i didn't really have any background with it i just really wanted to kind of learn how to grow my own food so I wanted to get goats and learn how to milk them and make yogurt and cheese and all that stuff. And then I wanted to, you know, uh, raise our own chickens for eggs, obviously. And then I started to jump into, hey, I want to try to raise my own meat. So we've raised, you know, lambs for meat. We've raised chickens for meat. We we can provide ourselves a pretty good year's supply of chicken. And then, you know, we've just dove into the whole fruit trees and gardening and, and everything that's possible here in Arizona.
0: I've been to a lot of farms that have a couple of goats and and some chickens and and a few uh, things here and there and it's not a quiet place and it's out in the country <laughs> and and here you are you're you're in urban Arizona just outside of Phoenix and you mentioned that neighbors look over their fence to see what you're doing in the backyard so <laughs> yeah. how how have the neighbors been about this idea and, and this project?
1: They've been great. You know, it's actually pretty quiet. We have um, we have really docile goats and we have pretty good chickens. We don't have a rooster or anything. We don't have a donkey or geese or anything that's really loud. So it's pretty quiet, actually. And so our neighbors love it. They bring their grandkids over and come visit all of our animals like a little petting zoo.
0: You mentioned you had no experience going into this. What is one thing that might have happened there on the farm that you didn't expect that uh, was a learning experience and and maybe a little bit chaotic at the same time considering the situation?
1: Well, the... (laughs) I was a little bit ambitious. The first time I brought my goat home, uh, I had no idea how to milk it. And so I, I tried and tried and tried. I had no idea what I was doing. And eventually I had to go get my my old breast pump <laughs> from when I was uh, nursing my kids, and I just thought, hey, if it worked on me, it's got to work on a goat, right? And I stuck it on there, and it, it worked. And I <laughs> that's what that's what got me through the first few months of of learning how to milk a goat. But we're we're definitely past the breast pump days now, <laughs> so
0: we're uh, we're good to go. That's a fantastic story. I, I, I met there are people out there that probably never thought of that, and they're milking them by hand, and they're going to give it a shot.
1: Probably. Yeah.
0: I live in a suburban area, I would call it. And and I grew up on a farm. So my kids aren't getting the experience that I got growing up milking cows and and bottle feeding calves. You have some kids. uh, You have some kids there that are able to experience all this. And what's that like for them? And what's that like for you?
1: Yeah, you know, it's pretty cool. I mean, they they definitely have their daily chores. They They now they milk the goats at first when we got goats, it was just all me. My kids were pretty little. I think they were four and six. And so it was just me doing it all. And eventually, you know, I trained them to do it and now they're doing the morning and night milking and the chores and things, you know, and they'll, they'll complain about it, but man, I just, I don't think you can trade anything for a, for a life, or a childhood grown on, raised on a farm, because, you know, you have all these experiences that you just would never have. And so, yeah, we have a lot of, we have a lot of the mundane everyday stuff, but then we have a lot of the fun, new things like our ducklings that are hatched or, you know, new baby goats or little things like that, that make it worth it.
0: I can't imagine they have any friends in school that don't want to come to a sleep over there every single time. I mean, the, these the yeah. kids that they go to school with uh, have never seen anything like this. And so your place is probably the place to be.
1: It kind of is. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of is. We've got kind of this oasis of a backyard with a treehouse and lots of animals everywhere. And, you know, my kids are definitely not afraid of anything or any, any chickens or anything. They'll scoop one right up and put it on their shoulder. And, you know, it's just kids are in awe when they come here. They kind of don't. They're the city kids here, so they're a little bit like confused at <laughs> what we're doing.
0: Your online presence is impressive. You have the website uh, com, and, and of course you're on Facebook uh, by the same name with tens of thousands of people following you and, and finding out what you're doing on the farm. Uh, is what you have there as far as acreage enough for what you want to do in the future? Or are you going to outgrow where you are and have to find somewhere else?
1: No, I think this is actually plenty. We have so much unused area that we've used. I mean, on our YouTube channel, we focused a lot on our daily life and and people always, I'll get two kinds of comments. I'll get people that say, oh, you have a lot of space. People say, oh, you don't have very much space. And those those are the Midwest folks that are used to like, eight, you know, 10 acres of land. But I think people think you need acres and acres of land to get a lot done. But, you know, a lot of the methods that we do, especially in like the urban farming methods, is we plant trees close together, which actually does produce more fruit. People think that that doesn't. But we do a lot of different things here that really utilize the space and yeah we have so much more to go with this space so we're pretty happy here.
0: A lot of people are wanting to know where their food is coming from these days and they're understanding that uh, they they want that relationship maybe sometimes directly with the farmer or maybe they want to learn how to grow their own food like you're doing. Uh, How much of what you do and and what uh, the aspect of what you do has that end goal of telling people all across the country no matter where they live that they can get into agriculture?
1: That's what I'm most passionate about, you know, showing people how to get started with just a few little things. There's a lot of misconceptions in farming. I think the original reason why a lot of people stopped farming is because, you know, it was messy and and people had to, you know, animals die and plants die and all that stuff. But, you know, when you do it really small scale and it's not a livelihood, you know, and everything's not riding on that crop that year, you really can have more fun with it and really get into your groove. And I really think it's as simple as growing, you know, maybe 10 vegetables that you eat all the time. And we don't go crazy with it. We grow a ton of carrots because we eat that all the time. You know, we're always buying carrots every week. So instead, we just grow it year round here. So yeah, I'm definitely passionate about people getting started, even on a very small scale. And I've seen people with a very small backyard have a few chickens. And there are different chickens that have sort of like a milder, quieter personality. And they go with that. And so it can really be done on any scale.
0: I have had, uh, in the past couple of years here on Farm and Country Radio, I've had someone that talked about goat cuddling. I've had someone that told me about <laughs> goat yoga. And the reason I found you is because you invented a new sport, goat CrossFit.
1: Yes, I did.
0: <laughs> Very interesting. How'd that come to be?
1: You know, it, every year I do some sort of April Fool's post or video. And it was the night before, and I really I couldn't think of anything. And as I was going to bed, I was thinking you know, I guess the funniest thing is that I've seen this real, real life goat yoga. That's not a joke. People actually go do yoga with goats climbing all over them. I don't know how it's possible since goats pee and poo constantly. So I wish all those people good luck. (laughs) But I had the idea, you know, CrossFit's a big craze right now. So maybe I should do that. And then it turned into this really goofy video of me lifting my goats all over the yard. And um, I'm still in shock at how crazy and how popular it's gotten.
0: If you haven't seen it yet, you can find it now by following the link at farmandcountryradio.com. Goat CrossFit. Danelle Warford is my guest this week. She's from Gilbert, Arizona. She's an urban farmer and telling people how to do that themselves and also live a little bit healthier as well. And Danelle, thank you for your time and, and thanks for being on Farm and Country this weekend.
1: Thanks for having me.